Greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Chris Pods and Things podcast with me, of course, your host, Chris Stevens. Hopefully you're ready for the short week ahead and getting ready to enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. Also, be prepared to beat the heat because I'm going to tell you, I went to a car show up in Chester, Pennsylvania at Subaru Park, uh, Radwood, Philly. And if you don't know, Radwood is a car show collective that's dedicated to the culture of the 80s and the 90s. And those cars are right up my alley. So I took my Canon camera up there, thought I was going to, you know, walk through real quick, get some good shots. And I did. I got about a thousand pictures. If you want to go, um, if you want to find out where they are, I'll end up posting them today on my car Instagram, which is started up auto S T A R T I T U P auto A U T O. So it was 90 degrees. Eat index felt more like a hundred. I almost lost it out there. Like I literally was walking back to my car, just like melting and I did not see that uh, they were selling water. I, I mean, I just went straight for the cars like a fool. And I walked around for an hour and I didn't know how bad I was until I finally got some water in my system. So, yes, don't be foolish like me. Hydrate, people. It is going to be a hot summer on all levels. So keep your water, keep your Gatorade, keep your Pedialyte, whatever it is that you drink. Get some fluids in your system. And no, soda does not count because soda is not going to sustain you. Beer might. I don't know. I've never had alcohol before. Yes, Chris Stevens does not drink alcohol. So if, if that if that if that shocks if that's a shocker to you, there's a lot of things about me that might shock you. We'll probably get into that more as we get into the podcast. But this week's episode got a lot to talk about. We want to talk about talking ourselves out of things or talking ourselves into things. We want to talk about the foolishness that Uncle Luke is perpetuating, and a lot of old school rappers are following, and old school people and entertainers in general are following in as his footsteps as far as this whole election and you know politics business goes and i have a special announcement that will likely be something that could probably change the course of how the cpnt show goes for the next month and going forward so thank you all for listening welcome to another edition of the chris pods and things podcast as we are on the edge of another critical midterm here in these united states of america one that could possibly once again change the trajectory of American history. We have another rapper of 90s lore who has come out and said that he wants to hijack the vote. Once again, if you missed it during the 2020 election, we weren't, you know, talking about politics that much then. Ice Cube said that he wanted to meet with Joe Biden and Donald Trump for a contract with Black America. And this contract was about as thin as your standard weekly newspaper like there was nothing in there other than just give us money give us money and it doesn't and didn't say anything about policy procedure anything of the above thankfully then no one fell for it now fast forward to sunday on the twitter machine uncle luke is talking about why should i vote give me five reasons for black people five black promises that biden has kept and mind you This is probably going to be the most dangerous election ever because voter suppression laws have been enacted in so many states where they can't win unless they cheat. And of course, I'm talking about the red states. 
the Republican states. They can't win unless they cheat. So here's my problem with people like Uncle Luke, people like Ice Cube, and the alleged social media revolutionaries who, as Hove would say, loud as a motorbike but wouldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight. Here's the thing. Yes, we know this country is shitty. We know the politics have been shitty. We know black people are the second and third and fourth and fifth and sixth class citizens in the United States of America. There's no denying that. But what happens when you stop fighting to change your status? Because that's basically what y'all are saying to me with this, oh, I'm not going to vote or give me a reason why I should vote. Because I'm telling you right now, all you have to do is look at what the Supreme Court is doing to women's rights, gay rights, trans rights, busting unions, all of this shit. This is serious business. This is very serious business. And for y'all to sit here and say, oh, well, I'm just not going to do anything about it. Cool. You. So what time are we meeting back at the plantation? You know, you wh wh which rags you going to wear? You know, you better, you got to get a good spot near the cot under the tree near the, in the cotton fields because it's going to be hot out there. Because that's what these Republicans want. They don't want to just stop at, oh, we can't, you can't have abortions and, you know, you have to take shitty pay and shack up with four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different people just to keep a roof over your head. No, they want it all. And they've wanted it all ever since the Civil War ended in 1865. They've wanted it all since LBJ signed the Civil Rights Act into law in 1965. Matter, think about that, 1965 was the only time in this country that black people had a right to anything. Mind you, 1965, when LBJ signed that law, my mother was 10 years old. So my mom briefly knows what it's like to live under Jim Crow. And, this, and these are the times that people want to bring, these are the times that these Republicans, these right-wingers, these Trumps, these QAnons, these Nazis, these fascists, this is what they want to bring back. They want black people either dead or in the cotton field. And these fools sitting up here talking about voting doesn't solve anything. We need to burn the shit down. My question is, when are y'all going to finally light a torch, man? Please tell me when you are finally going to light a torch. Please. When are you, when, when you going to throw the first Molotov cocktail? When are you going to bust out a window? When are you going to take a government official hostage? When are you, and no, and Disclaimer, Chris Stevens is not saying take government uh, government officials hostage. This is just him surmising what people think revolution is. Carry on. When are y'all going to do some shit, man? That's what I want to know. When are y'all actually going to do something instead of getting on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and talking about how nothing changes nothing? How y'all just going to sit home in November and not do shit and just wait for whatever happens? Because you ain't going to like what's going to happen. If these Republicans really get back in charge. And and the thing is like people are running around with this lie that, oh, the Democrats have control of the Senate. The Democrats have control of the House. The Democrats have control of the White House. Two of those things are true. Two of those things are true. Yes, they have control of the House of Representatives for the moment. Yes, they have control of the White House with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. They do not, however, have control of the Senate. And this is how I know that American education has suffered because you motherfuckers have totally forgotten about the legislative, judicial, and executive branches and how a bill becomes a bill. We need to bring Schoolhouse Rock back because if you don't know, let me break it down for you. First of all, a bill has to be introduced in the House. The House has to vote on it. 
the majority has to rule. Then it goes to the Senate. And then the Senate has to vote on it. And then it has to be a majority. It has to be 60 votes without a filibuster. And if even with in, even with a filibuster, it has to be 50-50 for even the vice president, Kamala Harris, to break the tie. Then it goes to Joe Biden's desk. And then Joe Biden signs it. Or the president signs it. That is how a bill becomes a law. So now, why do people think that the Senate is in control when there are two rogue Democrats, the hate, the very hateable Joe Manchin and the super annoying Kirsten Sinema? They are faking Dem- Democrats. They are paid Republicans, pretty much. So no, the Democrats do not have control of the Senate. We were lucky to get Raphael Warnock and uh, John Ossoff in last last November during the November during the November 2020 election. So, this is why Joe Biden's agenda to date has stalled. And this is because Mitch McConnell said he would never work he said he wouldn't work with Obama, he said he wouldn't work with a Democratic president because Mitch McConnell is bent on ruining the, the United States for everybody. And granted, you know, this is the thing that gets me about poor white people is that they don't like y'all either. They just using y'all. But y'all dumb enough to fall for it. Like they'll like they'll give you crumbs. Like now, now they'll give you a piece of bread and say and look at the people and say, look at the people with the crumbs. They're taking your bread. While they got a whole fucking um fiesta and uh you know seven course meal somewhere else. You do the math. Use your common sense. If you got any. And the thing that bothers me is that poor white folks and minorities don't see that we are all in the same gang. And that is we are all under the thumb of rich old white dudes who are hell bent on telling people what to do and preserving their wealth. That's it. That's the list. Those are the people we need to be fighting against. We don't need to be fighting against each other. But poor white people have been so conditioned to feel like the niggers, the gays, the wetbacks, the Jews, the chinks and all of that are taking everything from them. When the reality is they never had nothing to begin with because of a few rich white, white dudes taking everything they got already. I don't make the rules, man. I just report the news. That's what I do. I report the news. So when people like Uncle Luke, Ice Cube, and these celebrities on the fringe that say, man, I'm not voting. It doesn't do anything. Or prove to me why I should vote. Then y'all are just saying that, hey, we give up. We're ready to go back into slavery. We're ready to be, you know, brutalized again. We're ready to legally brutalized again. We're ready to be legally disenfranchised. We're ready to be legally, you know, suffering under the rule of the minority. That's basically what you're saying at this point. And it's crazy to me because for all that our people fought for, for John Lewis, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, you know, the Black Panthers, Harriet Tubman, Sojourner Truth, Frederick Douglass, all of these people. All, I mean, these are just people that are naming off the top of my head. I mean, obviously there are others. There are people, and there are the lesser known people who just, people who, black people who just fought for us to be able to walk down the street in peace. And y'all are going to spit in their face and say, no, nah, I'm not going to vote because it doesn't solve anything. Or they haven't proven to me that they've done enough for black people. How can we say that they haven't done enough for us when we haven't given enough Cause well, I'm not gonna say we haven't given enough cause. I mean, being black and you know surviving in this country is enough. But at the same time, you can't just say, "Oh, turn it back over to the Republicans," because you they're not gonna do a damn thing. The Democrats are at least trying. The Republicans ain't gonna try to do shit for black people. They're not gonna do anything for anybody who's poor, who's a different color, who's a different gender, who's a different gender identity and sexual preference. They're not doing that for anybody if they get back in charge. I'm gonna tell you that right now. 
Like they already like Roe versus Wade is done deal. They're going to come for gay rights next. And then if you think they're not going to come for, you know, birthright citizenship in the United States, then you're smoking crack. Simple and plain. So y'all can listen to Luke. Y'all can listen to Ice Cube if you want. All I'm going to say is forewarned is forearmed. Listen to those fools and see where we as a whole end up. On to more happier and slightly less annoying things. I promised you guys a uh, an announcement at the beginning of this particular podcast, and here it is. June is Black Music Month, and if you know anything about me, if you follow me on social media, if you've been a friend of mine, if you know me as a person, and you've listened to this podcast, you know that music is life for me. And I've been thinking about ways to honor black musicians and talk about the songs and the albums and the artists that I love for Black Music Month. So late last week, I reached out on social media, on Twitter and Facebook and said, hey, think about doing this project. Can you guys, I mean, this is what I have in mind as a, as a base. Y'all tell me what y'all think and I'll weigh the pros and cons of it over the weekend. So I am pleased to announce that for Black Music Month, I will be talking about 30 albums for 30 days in June of Black Music Month. And these albums will be favorites of mine, albums that were pivotal in an artist development, ones that might have fallen under the radar, ones with great songwriting, great production, great instrumentation, messages, stories, all of that. Going to condense it down to 10 to 15 minutes per podcast so you guys don't have to worry about me droning on for an album for 35, 40 minutes. And that will be my Black Music Month project. I have yet to come up with an official name or hashtag for it, but you'll know it when it comes because June 1st will be the next time you hear the CPT show, CPNT show. Yes, I will not be doing the show Memorial Day because it's pointless. Who's going to be listening to a podcast on Memorial Day? Podcasts are for, you know, when you're in traffic, you know, on your way to work or trying to annoy, avoid your coworkers at work, not for the barbecue. I am fully aware that nobody's trying to listen to a podcast on Memorial Day. So no, the CPT, the CPNT show will not be up on Labor Day because June 1st will be the first day of my Black Music Month album reviews. Very much looking forward to that. Looking forward to sharing some of my favorites from some of the great artists, some slept on artists, and just one-off albums. Because there'll probably be an album on there from somebody that you're like, wait a minute, where'd that come from? And then it'll be somebody that you know and say, wow, I never really looked at that album this way before. And this isn't me, you know, feeling like I am, you know, that important of a music, you know, fan to do this. But it's something that I've always wanted to do. And I'm very confident that my love for music and the way I love to talk about it will translate well into podcast form. So CP and T show for the entire month of June, unless we have an emergency. And then we'll just do an emergency episode because, you know, you can just record anywhere. So if, unless there's an emergency, the CPNT, the CPNT show, why do I keep stuttering over my own podcast name? Because I'm talking too fast. The CPNT show for the month of June will be dedicated to Black Music Month. Very much looking forward to y'all's feedback, what y'all think about the albums that I'm talking about. And granted, I can't play songs on the podcast because that would be a violation of royalties and publishing and all of that shit and it wouldn't and I wouldn't get paid for the episode and granted as much as I enjoy podcasting and talking just to get my thoughts out I very much would like to have still have the option of making a spare buck from this so I can't play the actual songs from actual albums because I don't have sample clearances so when I talk about these albums you'll have to let my imagination let your imagination run wild and then go listen to the albums and then check them out it's that simple. 
And that's the beauty of it. So very much looking forward to sharing this project with y'all. Once again, June 1st through June 30th. Right now, my biggest challenge is narrowing down to 30 albums. Because I have about 250 that I've listed off the top of my head in a Word doc. So I have to narrow down 250 albums to 30. I can't have too many by the same artist. And I don't want to leave any out. So it's very, very hard. But I'm very much looking forward to sharing this, you know, project, this passion of mine with y'all. So be on the lookout for that on June 1st. It is Chris Stevens Black Music Month album review extravaganza. That's the unofficial title. Hopefully I'll have an official title later on down the line. Going to close out this week's show with some thoughts about talking yourself into things and talking yourself out of things. It's rather Shakespearean when you think about it. To be or not to be. To talk yourself into or talk yourself out of. That is the question. <laughs> um, and for me, the glass has always been half empty. I've always been a half empty person. Like, I'm very pessimistic. I expect the worst from people. I expect the worst out of situations. All of that. And changing my thought process with that in 2022 has been a great help. Because at the beginning of the year, I'm going to tell you straight up, I hated my job. I worked at a public library. Sometimes... It was bad because co-workers and management didn't see that I was frustrated and the patrons are terrible people. I will probably talk more about how customer facing jobs and customer service jobs are not for me because I have a, I have a slick mouth. And if you get slick with me, I'm absolutely going to get slick with you back. Make no mistake about it. But if I can't do that because I've faced the risk of being reprimanded or fired, then I'm wasting my time here. But I had been at the library for four years by that point and I figured, well, I've survived this long. If I could just save up some money and then transition out and try to go back into freelancing and, you know, just making things that I want to make and doing things that I want to do and get back into writing full time, that would be the objective for me. And I was I've been doing that with First State Hoops Report. It is still my heart, heart's desire that First State Hoops Report becomes a financially solvent news media organization. I'll probably talk more about how I want to do that later on episodes and get some help with that. But here's where talking yourself into things or not talking yourself out of things becomes important. I've already talked about how I got this new job, but I thought about everything that I had wanted to do up until that point, and none of it was what was being presented to me. I've always been a sports writer by trade. I've always been a journalist by trade. And now transitioning into communications writing, comms writing for this firm and their clients hasn't been as tough as I thought it would be. Like, yes, you still have to, you know, wade your way through clients who will send changes back every 15 seconds and account managers who need help with this and need help with that. That might be a little bit beyond your scope, but you still do it anyway, because writing is writing. And I've always been a damn good writer. That's the one thing I'm very confident in is that I can write. Make no mistake about it. So being able to talk yourself into something that could change your life or at least talk yourself into something that will give you a better perspective and at least help you see that there is a light at the end of the tunnel is key. And not everybody can do it. And not everybody wants to do it. And I understand that fully. Like the people who have been dealt a bad hand by life and who keep on getting up, who have hope, who have resiliency, who have the belief that things will get better. Those are my favorite kind of people because they have a lot of heart. They have a lot of you know, tenacity and toughness that the average human can't process. The more I think about it, the more I think it lives in all of us at some point. Because those of us who are still fortunate enough to draw a breath, open our eyes, still have use of our limbs, 
and good mind and fac- good mind and faculties up there, we're doing it. We're absolutely, you know, surviving and thriving. Well, not well, we're surviving, but we're getting to thriving. And resiliency is a, is a great trait to have. Like being resilient, being able to say, okay, this has knocked me down. This has fucked me over. This has fucked me up. But at the same time, I'm not going to let it stop my show. I'm still going to keep on pushing for what I want. That is an awesome trait to have. And people who have it are, like I said, are among my favorite people because they know that the the fates will turn their way at some point. They just have that belief that it is going to get better before it gets worse. And that, for me, has been the challenge. Like I said, at the beginning of this year, I hated my job. Damn sure wasn't planning on being there in this summer. Because once everything opened back up here locally, I knew that everything at the library was going to open up. And that was going to open up another can of worms, which I'll probably talk more about in another episode. But I knew I didn't want to be there in the summer. I knew I wanted to be back writing. I knew I wanted to be doing something that I loved and enjoyed. And I'm about to log into work, man. And I'm happy to log into work (laughs) because I'm not driving 10 minutes, 10 miles in 20 minutes to be berated by somebody because we don't have a book or a DVD. And I'm not going to be here to be you know, used by somebody who swears they don't know how to use a computer just because they want to make you get up and, you know, do their work for them when you're not actually paid to do their work at the computers for them. And this is not me anti-library because libraries are very important. Don't get me wrong. Libraries are very important. But just the one that I worked at worked my nerves so damn bad. It was just like, no, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I can't do this much longer. But being able to pick yourself back up is a character trait that will endure you to people and make you feel better about yourself, have you help you feel better about yourself as you continue going forward for what it is that you want and that you desire in life. And having the trait to be able to say, okay, this could be good for me. I, it's, it's unknown. I don't know what the hell I'm walking into, but I feel like I can do this. That helps. Also, at the same time, it helps to say, okay, this looks good, but I'm not sure about it. And then just being able to say, okay, yeah, this isn't going to work and talking yourself out of it. There's a good time to talk yourself into things, and there's also a good time to talk yourself out of things. And being able to say, all right, this isn't going to rock, you just have to accept it. But then you know the times that you do say yes, and it works out, it's like, wow. And then think, I really wasn't sure about this. That's the challenge that we all face. Finding the things that we are know, that we know that we'll be able to talk ourselves into and be good at, or the things that we can talk ourselves out of, talk ourselves out of and not regret. That's the challenge. That's the balance that we have to find in life. And finding that balance will be key as we move forward, as you move forward in life. It's not easy. Believe me. Again, my glass has been half empty my entire life. And now trying to find out, trying to get to a place of having it, looking at it as being half full has been one of the greatest challenges of my life. And thankfully, more often than not, when I've talked myself into something, it's worked out. And I'm very grateful for that. And I want to thank y'all for listening to this edition of the CP&T Show. Greatly appreciate it. Any questions, comments, or concerns, you can find me on the Twitter machine at CJWritesAndThangs. That's C-J-W-R-I-T-E-S, the letter N-T-H-A-N-G-S. You can shoot me an email at ChrisStevensWrites, C-H-R-I-S-S-T-E-V-E-N-S-W-R-I-T-E-S at gmail.com. You can also find previous episodes of the CP&T Show, once again, on Anchor at anchor.fm forward slash Chris Pods and Things, that's C-H-R-I-S-P-O-D, the letter N-T-H-A-N-G-S. You can also search for Chris Pods and Things as a sentence on Spotify and subscribe to us there. Once again, we won't be recording Memorial Day. We won't be recording an episode for Memorial Day. We'll be ready to debut our June Black Music Month extravaganza on Wednesday, June 1st. So once again, thank y'all for listening to this edition of the CP&T Show. Till next time we speak, y'all be good or be good at it.